You are listening to The Game Plan on the official Raiders Podcast Network. Here's your host, JT the Brick. Former Raiders tight end, Doug Jolly joins us. Doug, good to talk to you again. I hope you've been well. How are you? Doing great. Excited to be on the show. Thanks for having me. Oh, uh, Thrilled to talk to you. And I want to begin high school St. George right up the road from us here in Vegas before Brigham Young. Tell us about growing up in this region of the country and how you fell in love with football at a young age. Yeah, I grew up in St. George, Utah. So just north of Vegas, we came, we'd come down to Vegas whenever we could, go to Wet n' Wild, try to go to a you know minor league baseball game or something like that. But yeah, I grew up in the heat. Um, so I was kind of used used to used to this, and uh, you know went to BYU, did well there, and then you know was excited to go to Oakland. But I'm really excited for the Raiders to be back in Vegas, and I'm excited to catch a couple games this year. Yeah, can't wait to have you. When you got to BYU, you really developed into a fine player, first team All Mountain West in 2001. Uh, BYU always had a high potent offense. Talk about how you grew with that program and developed into an NFL player. I went to BYU as a quarterback. And uh, I was pretty raw, you know. I, I was big. I had a good. I was a good athlete. Had a good arm, things like that. But I was pretty raw. And uh, my offensive coordinator, after I registered as a quarterback, said, "Hey, uh, we're going to move you to tight end. We think there's a pretty good shot you'll play there sooner." So I was excited about the move and, and got bigger and faster and stronger through my years at BYU and and uh, ended up um, starting a couple years as a tight end and, and was really excited. Um, when I got to go to Oakland to play for the Raiders. What was it like having to give up quarterback? I'm sure you were very good in high school. The opportunity to go play in college, was that a tough decision with your family that you're going to have to put it down? Can't zip any spirals anymore, and now you had to fight for a new position. Yeah, it was it was a big learning experience. I really like playing quarterback, um, but I didn't really care what position. I just wanted to play. And, uh, you know, it was a good transition for me. Um, playing, playing quarterback helped me learn how the offense worked and helped me the field a little bit and understand what the defense is trying to do. So that helped me as a tight end, helped me run routes, you know, picking up whether it was man or zone and find the open spots and things like that. So it was a good move, and I was glad I did it. Doug Jolly's our guest. So NFL Draft 2002, second round, pick 55 overall. Give me an Al Davis story. Who was watching you, scouting you? Did you expect to go to the Raiders? Did you expect to go that high? Uh, I didn't know the Raiders were that interested in me. Um, I talked to my agent, and he kind of told me there's about a 60% chance of the second round. But there were about four or five teams I knew were interested in me. Um, a couple teams hadn't flown me out before the draft, and I knew they were interested. And, and whenever you go to the Combine and the East-West Shrine game, you met and did interviews with quite a few teams, and the Raiders weren't one of them. So I was pretty surprised when they drafted me. Actually, at the Combine, I was leaving the Combine, and I saw a Raiders scout. I went over to him. I was like, hey, I wanted to meet with you guys. I didn't get to do it. And I start, talked to him for a minute, and he gave me a hat. And so that was kind of a fun experience. But when, yeah, when the Raiders drafted me, um, I was pretty excited. I know they were, I had no idea they were going to do it. But uh, Mr. Davis was really good to me. Um, even after he traded me, he gave me an extra interview, and – and when I was at the Jets, I saw him after a game, and he was—he took really good care of me. And was you know asked me how I was doing, and he said, "Hey, you know we love to have you. We're going to try to get you back." And he—he he was always good to me. So, and he was always always willing to help coach. I remember my rookie year, I was coming off the field, and uh, he grabbed me after a practice and helped me with my stance and a few other things. So he—he he knew definitely knew football. And he loved his players, and it was, you know, it was a lot of fun to play for him. Incredible. Doug Jolly is our guest. So, Doug, when you got to the Raiders, a hell of a team. I mean, going to the Super Bowl, playing in a championship game, a team that was built to be this good. What was it like when you came to camp and saw all these stars and big names that you grew up looking up to? It was pretty awesome. Yeah, I was, uh, you know, just a little Utah boy and going out to, to Oakland and be on a Raiders team with, 
Rich Gannon, Jerry Rice, Tim Brown, Charlie Garner, Tyrone Wheatley, Bill Romanowski, Trace Armstrong, Charles Woodson, Rod Woodson. I remember uh, the first meeting. I was just kind of an awe walking, watching these guys come in, and it was they were good to me. It was you know there was a little bit of a you know hazing period, a little bit. They you know they wanted to see what the rookies can do, but once you started to to, to contribute and play well, they took really good care of you. So it was awesome to play with those guys and to be able to play my rookie uh, my rookie year in the Super Bowl is something I'll never forget. Yeah, I want to go through that Super Bowl year, and you made some good plays, obviously, and you could open up the middle of the field for the wide receivers, the crossing routes. It was a very elaborate offense. The Gruden principles and Bill Callahan taking over. What would you like about the Raiders' offense? Why were you such a good fit with Rich Gannon in that unit? Gannon was awesome. I think he was, at the time he was 40 or 41. He'd been around football forever, and he knew what he wanted from his tight end, and he he, he coached me up. and And uh, Mark Tressman and, and Bill Callen were were the offensive coordinator and head coach, and and they were really good to me. They they knew my strengths, and my weaknesses, and and Rich knew um you know how I could contribute. And he told me, all right, when we're running this play, I want you to do this and this and this, and he'd get me the ball. So Rich Rich was really good to me, and he he got me the ball. and And we had four uh, we had two first rounders my year and two second rounders, and it was fun for us to compute to contribute on such a veteran team. And, uh, yeah, it, it, was, it was really cool um, being able to come in and, and play with some of those other guys and learn from, learn from Rich and those other guys. Allegiant is going the distance for health and safety on the ground and in the air because the further we go now, the safer it'll be to go farther tomorrow. Allegiant, the official airline of the Las Vegas Raiders. Low fares, nonstop flights, only at Allegiant.com. Doug Jolly as we wrap it up. So the Super Bowl was a disappointment, but not the season. Any regrets on Super Bowl Sunday? We all know the backstory with Barrett and some of the other players and what happened and the game plan that Gruden had on the other side. But looking back, I was there hosting the pre- and post-game in the press box and the flyover and the American flag, and it's a Raider game in Southern California. So the Raider Nation was out in full force. And as you know, Doug, it was only a week turnaround. You had to play the following week after the championship game. What were some of your memories? Yeah, well, like you said, we only had one week to prepare. And I think, you know, if we had two weeks, I think we might have had a little more time to change a few things. But I think it would have, you know, the, the, the Buccaneers had a great defense. And, you know, Coach Gruden was their coach, and he knew our offense. He knew Gannon. And so I think I think Coach Gruden had some had some uh, advantages on us. He had, he had some inside information, and he prepared him really well. And I think we could go back. I think we would have made some some changes to our offense on the terminology and and some you know make some different audibles and maybe run the ball a little more. But you know it's it's uh it would have been nice to be able to go back and change things. But obviously you can't. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, the Bucks defense was incredible. Coach Gruden did a good job. Um, I loved playing for Coach Callan. He was he was a great dude. So. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited that Gruden's back with the Raiders and, and uh, see, see him this year in Vegas. Yeah, what do you think about this team when you look at Derek Carr and now Darren Waller? The big question is Waller. You see this guy now taking over the league with Kittle and Kelsey being two guys there, and now Waller is in that group. As a former tight end, what do you think of Darren Waller and his play the last two years? He's really impressive. He's such a big, good athlete, which is just good receiving field, and it's kind of fun watching the tight end position evolve over the years. So I'm a BYU tight end. So of course, of course I, uh, I grew up rooting for Todd Christensen, another uh, mm-hmm. Raiders NFL great tight end. And, uh, you know, he was catching 90 balls as a tight end long before guys were doing that. It seems like um, tight ends in the NFL are, are much more dynamic, you know, guys like Waller and, and Kittle and some of those other guys and Kelsey, they're so good. And it, it's been fun watching the position evolve. You know, they're, they're big and they can run and they can block. So Waller pretty amazing. 
And, uh, yeah, I'm excited to watch the Raiders' offense this year. Doug, tell everybody what you're doing now, your family, what's going on in your life. Well, like you said at the start of the show, I'm from St. George, Utah, and uh, we moved back, and I'm just teaching math at a local high school here and helping coach basketball. So it's kind of fun for me to come back and uh, relive the glory day. That is so awesome that you're a teacher, you're a math teacher. Walk me through that and how much fulfillment you're getting educating young kids, especially with a subject like math that some can gravitate and some can struggle. Yeah, it, it's fun for me to be able to get to know the kids and get relation, uh, build relations with the ships with them and help them um, learn the math and just be able to realize how important school is. And for me to be able to help give back and spend time with them and with teaching and coaching is really cool for me. And it's you know as a big you know former NFL tight end guy, I get some. Uh, I get a little more respect than some of the other teachers. I think I don't have many. I don't have many classroom management issues, so that, that's definitely beneficial. Wow, Doug. Well, it's great for St. George and how close it is to Vegas. Your connection with BYU. Whenever they come to Vegas and play a game, it could be basketball, football. We see these massive crowds, and I know the alumni department can't wait to have you back down there. What was it like to get your legacy brick from Mark Davis? What'd that mean for you? It's really cool. The Raiders have done a really good job taking care of their alumni. And, uh, you know, just, just things like that, you know, I can put it up and, and put it on the cabinet in my house. And my kids are like, uh, what is that? Why do you have that? And for them to say, oh, you really did play in the NFL. You did play for the Raiders. And, and to have them recognize, you know, the things the alumni have done is, is really cool of, of Mark Davis and, the, you know, the Raiders organization. And, uh, you know, that legacy and having the guys come back and be part of it. Um, it, it's pretty cool. So I'm excited. I've got tickets to the Monday night game against the Ravens this year. So oh, wow. I'm excited to go back and come to Allegiant Steam and, and, and see a game. So That's a big ticket. It's going to be great you're there as it opens up in front of fans. Doug, thanks for doing this. All the best. Great to hear from you again. Hey, my pleasure. Thank you, JT. You got it. Doug Jolly. Nice conversation. Advanced security from Cox Panoramic Wi-Fi protects your connected devices from online threats 24-7. But, hey, you're probably safe without it. Probably. Like how that free streaming website was probably not a scam. Someone's probably not stealing your bank info as we speak to buy a four-story Chalet Grand. Yeah, you're probably fine. Or you could know your network is covered with advanced security from Cox Panoramic Wi-Fi. Restrictions apply. Copyright 2020 Cox Communications, Inc. All rights reserved. I speak for myself and the coaches. We've all had our vaccinations, and you know I think uh, our players have bought in. I think we're as good as... Anybody in the league or better, we hope to have every man vaccinated and most importantly, every man as safe as possible when the season starts. John Gruden says all the right things. The team's got to get behind him and win games. JT, back with you. Once a Raider, always a Raider. A Super Bowl champion linebacker came in his rookie season and won the Super Bowl. Rick Bonus joins us. Rick, great to talk to you. Welcome to the show. Welcome to Vegas, you Nebraska legend. How are you? Uh, I'm doing great, JT. Thank you very much. It's uh, it's a real honor to be on your program, and, and thank you for the opportunity. Well, it's our honor because you're a Raider. Once a Raider, always a Raider. We'll get to Al Davis and Mark Davis coming up, but tell me about your journey and how you got to Nebraska and when your career, your young career as a high school football player and a college football player at the highest level of Nebraska. How did it develop? Well, it was uh, unexpected, really, at all levels. I, I was... Uh, I played high school. I grew up in in Omaha, a suburb of Omaha, actually, but in Nebraska, and uh, went to high school here. Then, of course, and and uh, had a had a good college career or high school career. But I, I honestly, I did not think about playing college football at all. 
back when uh, they mentioned that I was on the Allstate team, uh, I really wasn't sure what that was. <laughs> so uh, I, I then did get a, an offer from Nebraska, which was really uh, – I, I didn't have many offers, but, of course, at that time, Nebraska was coming off a, a national championship uh, season, so it was – there was really no uh, – I didn't have to think about it very long. I was very grateful. Uh, I went to Nebraska uh, at a 6'4", 185 pounds, 180 pounds, ended up playing center and, and middle guard, eventually settled in at middle guard. And, and I'm always proud to say that my first game starting as a starting center uh, my sophomore year was Coach Osborne's first game uh, wow. as our head coach. So uh, I've been, it's been such a privilege, and I'm so grateful for that, in part because he coached so long. I was, uh, I always felt close to him, of course, because I, he was our head coach for three years that I was there. And so I continued to, you know, follow him closely and read his comments about the game. And of course, was so thrilled about his success, but so understanding in terms of how, what a bright coach, uh, what a smart man he was, what a, what a, a brilliant coach. And then just, of course, his character. And he gave me strength through the years uh, as I, as an adult, just listening to his comments about, you know, in the game, in the game, uh, a lot of stuff applied directly to me as a person and, and continuing to try to challenge, you know, get through the challenges. Let me jump in here. We're talking to Rick bonus who joins us and former Raider won a Super Bowl with the Raiders. So you have this decorated career at Nebraska, uh, after your senior season, uh, first team honors from the AP, UPI, Walter camp. So you come into the league and there's got to be an Al Davis story. 1976, round three, pick 84 overall. Now walk me through Al Davis, how he found you, and how you fit in on such a great team full of madmen and some of the most acclaimed football players of all time. <laughs> uh, I tell you, JT, you know, as naive and, and uh, I really did not, honestly, I did not think I was going to go pro. I didn't, you know, I had a sense that I might get drafted, that I might actually, I thought I would get drafted my senior year, but up until that point, I didn't give it any thought. It was, I think it's very different now in terms of for, you know, forethought and, and people thinking about uh, playing professional football. I, I was just in the moment through college. So um, I remember the day of the, of the draft. I, I was, I stayed home. It was quiet. I was by myself. There might've been one other person in the house, but uh, uh, and then I got a phone call and it was Madden. And, uh, you know, they called and said that, wait a second, we'll get coach. And he, we were talking and it was uh, I was with the Raiders. And, and uh, of course, I was thrilled uh, to be drafted. And it was I was fortunate to be drafted in the third round. And and I think, uh, you know, Al Davis was always one to find a diamond in the rough. And uh, I think the fact that I was a, you know, a thin, I'll use the word thin center, I wasn't going to play center. So he, he drafted the Raiders drafted me as a linebacker. And um, so I had a lot to learn, but I was, 
really excited about learning with them. Rick, and this then, is amazing. So let me jump in. What's, what's finding amazing here, you go from Tom Osborne, Al Davis, John Madden, you switch positions, you come in as a rookie for the Raiders at linebacker, probably going to make the team, obviously. You're a decent draft pick. And then you're on a team that has been snake bit from the immaculate reception and all the games before and the championship games on a mission to win the Super Bowl. How did you fit in on this team? What was the locker room like? Well, you know, one of the things that that I remember so well uh, is walking into the locker room the first time. I just, you know, I was a, a young, you know, I felt maybe naive, a uh, kid coming in from the Midwest, and I just look up, and I, the, the lockers are all painted black and silver, and, you know, the names on the, on the, uh, above the lockers are just, you know, Fred Bolitnikoff, uh, Willie Brown, Dave Casper, Neil Colsey, you know, just go down the list. Everyone on that team was a NFL pro uh, at some point, in, you know, in those, during those years. So, you know, it was, uh, I really just, I was by myself too, so I could just sit there. It was one of those awe mo- moments, you know, mm-hmm. Kenny Stabler. I mean, I can go back, you know, Matuzak, you, uh, you know, Dave Rowe. It's just, you're going to recognize Jack Tatum, you know, who, yeah. you know, I ended up having stories about later afterwards. Uh, after my career, Monty Johnson, who was at Nebraska. I mean, I can go down the list. You know the David Hum. David Hum. Yeah. Oh my God, I love David Hum. He was my, you know, he was my quarterback in college. Yes. And, and what a an amazing man, amazing player, uh, and I I really loved him. And again, we our paths crossed later uh, for for very significant reasons, which I you know, hope we have time to get into, but. But there was just a remarkable team, a remarkable coach, and there were uh, – I did make the team. There weren't many uh, rookies on that team. And I got to tell you, JT, in all honesty, I was along for the ride. You know, mm-hmm. I had to learn how to tackle. I was yeah. on all the special teams, but I didn't get a tackle my entire – I did not get one tackle my entire – I shouldn't even say – I shouldn't say this, but my entire rookie year when we got to the Super Bowl – uh, I was, I didn't, they took me off the special, off the tackling specialties because I hadn't made a tackle all year. Now, so, uh, and it was, I was close, JT. I mean, really, I was so close so many times that somebody just came in. Got, got well, I'll me. tell you this much. I got a text from one of your teammates who said, quote, he was one of my favorite players, a guy who brought so much energy to our team. He was a legend at Nebraska. And he ended up being someone I'll never forget. I'll leave that because he wanted to keep it private. Rick Bonus joins us, former Raiders Super Bowl champ. So tell everybody now, you, you played with the Raiders for a few years. How tough was it to leave the organization and move on with your career before we get to where you are today? Well, uh, that, that too is a story in the sense of relates to the one I just told you about walking into the locker room. I, you know, so we took nap. We were in camp. I think it was real rich. Real, Rio Rancho Hotel, something mm-hmm. like that, up in Santa Rosa. Well, practice in the morning, practice at night, meet or in the afternoon, meetings at night, and in between practices, always took a nap. So the door, the knock on the door came one afternoon. I got up. Coach Madden wants to see. So I knew immediately what was happening, and 
you know, I, I go in and, and talk to coach. We love you, Rick, but we've traded you to Tampa. Now this is a this is Tampa's second year yes. as a team. So uh, and we were just come. They hadn't won a game yet, and we were just coming off a, a Super Bowl. So I I leave. You pack up immediately, and I'm I'm on the midnight flight from uh, San Francisco to Tampa. And we let, and then, of course I'm a wreck. I'm just like, oh my gosh, what what's happening, you know? And and I get into Tampa, take a cab over. The radio's on. Good morning, Tampa. Welcome to the sunny Bay Area. And all I could think about was, this is not the Bay Area. <laughs> <laughs> so I get to the hotel. I go in. I, I it's early. It's early. It's like four thirty-five. I get in bed. My sheets are wet. Because it's so humid there, and they have swamp, you know, air yeah. conditioning. It's just totally, you know, the the opposite of of Oakland, airy, you know, dry right. air was. So anyway, I can't sleep. So I get up, I walk over to the locker. Nobody's up. Everybody's sleeping. It's just really quiet. It's, you know, steamy. Sun's coming up. I walk into the locker room, orange, and you know that the color yeah. then, whatever color orange Pewter. that was. I look up at the locker. I, I'm looking for my locker. I look up, see my name. I look to the left, Leroy Selman. Look to the right, Dewey Selman. On either side of me. Now, this, the backdrop is we played Oklahoma every year on Thanksgiving. It was the biggest game of the year. And we were always, mm-hmm. my senior year, we were one and two in the nation. Right. Going in. Well, we always lost. <laughs> it was terrible. So I hated these guys, you know, so to speak. I didn't know who they were. Uh, but but I did just because we lost. I played so there were three Selman brothers. My sophomore year, I played uh, Rick, I gotta wrap it up. I gotta wrap it up. We got three minutes okay. left, so come on out of this. Tell me what happened in Tampa. Okay, so what happens is after playing against all those three Selman brothers for three years and getting up my tail kick, it's a love uh, you know, I fell in love with them. They're just amazing people. So uh, that was my transition to Tampa. We went on to, to eventually make the playoffs uh, while I was there. Uh, I played four more years under Coach McKay, and that was a fabulous experience as well. I love the coaches you played for. Rick Bonus. Rick, last one. What are you doing with your life today? You got that legacy brick from Mark Davis. You know everybody yeah. expects to see out here in Vegas. What can you tell us about your life now? Well, I, I just want to say, uh, JT, thanks to the Raiders. Thanks to Mark. I think their their uh, alumni relations group is fabulous, and and it really means a lot a lot to the former players uh, to to have that connection sort of strengthened and reinvigorated, especially over the last couple of years. And the, and the brick was really cool to get, <laughs> and it was very kind of uh, and and really a thoughtful gesture. Uh, and I, I know I know everybody's excited about that and excited about Las Vegas. It's a great move for them. It's a great move for the city. It's a great move for the Raiders. It's a great uh, move for football, national uh, pro football. So when, when you get out here, we'll have you in studio. We'll do a longer interview on a podcast. Your story is really unique. It's a really deep story about life, football, all the great coaches. And me and you are connected through Hummer now because David oh, Hum yeah. broke me in. Oh, I, I hosted the pregame show with him for six years. I work with Tom Hum now. You know Tom, so we got yeah, a lot of catching absolutely. up to yeah, do. Yeah, he was on the – yeah, he was with Nebraska. Yeah, you bet. All right, Rick, well, good Jason, to talk to you. Have a great day. Thank you. You too. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to The Game Plan on the official Raiders Podcast Network.